Hi, I'm Nancy O'Neill, Director of Detroit Business Hub Group. Welcome to the Detroit Business Hub Group podcast. Listen to business professionals share their expertise to help you start and accelerate your business. Invest in your business now. What I would like you to do, I know that you're both um, Detroit Business Hub Group members. I'd just like you to take a moment to introduce yourself. Uh, Brandy, we'll start with you. Hi, Brandy. Hey, how are you? Good. Introduce yourself, please. So, uh, yes, my name is Brandy Shelton. Um, I am an advocate for business and an advocate for life to be able to help people focus on growing themselves every single day. My goal primarily is having people be successful in business and understanding the need of what it takes to operate a business, even when you're small, but operating on a big level so that when you grow, it doesn't feel like you're out of sorts. That's the big thing that a lot of people have a problem with is understanding how to grow themselves, but they get overwhelmed or anxiety sets in because it happens so rapidly. But if you prepare in the beginning, you'll always end up seeing the future. Okay. And Brandy, um, have your three stores reopened? Are you back in business? Um, so they all have not reopened yet, but we are working, we are working progressively. The last one fully reopens on Monday. So okay. um, the, the, that's what to, today is was throwing us behind, uh, basically trying to get everybody and everything in order and, you know, bringing employees back and training and following protocol with the uh, city. It's a lot. And the county, okay. too. Wonderful. Well, congrats on getting a couple of your businesses back open. I know that's really important to have that ongoing, um, those ongoing revenue streams. Melissa, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, yes, my name is Melissa McClary Davis, and I am the founder and CEO of Wise Digital Marketing, which is a um, digital marketing agency here in the Detroit area, where we specialize working with small businesses on their digital marketing needs, helping them, um, businesses who are overwhelmed and, um, and need help understanding how to create campaigns, their social media marketing, um, paid advertising, how to develop a online uh, digital marketing presence to continue to grow their business and move it forward and reaching those customers, those new customers that they want. Okay. All right. Thank you, Melissa. So um, we had a, a plan for this segment that Melissa was to critique Francine's businesses, Francine Houston's business. Uh, Francine is not on the phone right now. So what we're going to do, Melissa, is allow Brandy to take the lead with the questions that I um, sent her. And then you can piggyback. Um, if Francine doesn't make it on the call, then we'll probably just have to um, reschedule her for another time. She okay. did say she had work this evening. So I, I'm very sorry because I know that you had planned for her to um, be on the call. So both of you, please, um, Brandy, starting with you, Brandy, tell us when and why you decided to start your business. When is a little different. Um, I started out when my, my oldest son was about six or seven, and it was because we had had so many people asking us for generalized support and questions and things of that nature. So we just 
we just kind of foresaw ourselves giving giving so much that we decided to make it a business. And from that point forward, we launched the consulting company. And then from the consulting company, we have evolved over and over and over again. And so our final evolution uh, is how our business businesses are set up now. So we have the consulting company, we have, which also came from a, a staffing firm because uh, resume writing is actually where I really started. Resume writing, career coaching, things of that nature. Um, and then training and preparing people for, you know, C-suite based positions. Um, okay. So we have a staffing company that focuses on just resume writing, career coaching and development. Um, that company only operates during the peak season of when people are looking for proper employment. So from October to about February. Um, and then we shut down from there. So we don't do a lot of business with that because we just focus on that. And then we spend the rest of the year just keeping a tab on all of our clients who have came to us through that time period to make sure that their resumes did what they were supposed to do people got advances people got you know resumes are all up to date people got new jobs you know all those types of things um then the consulting company has a very small niche um so we have about three clients right now normally we max out at about 10 um, but we're focused on that because we have the the cafe space and the, both the venue locations as well. Um, so we're just working, working those things right now. Okay. So the plate is heavy, um, <laughs> not light at all, but it's definitely much, uh, it has a lot of benefit in regards to diversity. So it never allows you to have a dull moment, I'm going to say. And that, that non-dull moment allows you to kind of enter interact with people you get to meet so many folks especially from a consulting standpoint and you know I spent a lot of that time being educated so that's what kind of put me in a space of starting the businesses as they evolved over time based on the need right. so the consulting company people came to us about business launches and then I kept saying well instead of us trying to find a space let's just get a space and then provide that space entrepreneurs who are looking to launch their businesses you know and have those big mixers especially with clothing lines and fragrances and you know home products and you know being able to like put their product on a pedestal um and then in, the, in addition to that also offering a space so you can do more group size educational elements workshops and seminars and things of that nature so it again evolution has been are probably the, the biggest milestone in everything we did. We started small with just a resume and then we ended up growing all the way into having three spaces that can offer people a variety of things to be able to help them grow their personal business. That's great. Thank you, Brandy. And Francine Walker is back with us. So welcome back, Francine. Um, all three of you actually came out of corporate America I actually came out, I guess you can call it corporate, two very nationally known branded um, business structures for insurance and real estate. Um, tell us uh, with you, Melissa, why you decided to leave working with your Fortune 500 companies and starting your own business. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. You, I, I, I've worked with, yeah, for, for over 25 years, I've worked with a Fortune 500 companies, actually worked with Fortune 5 um, at some point, um, the Fortune 1 at some point too. So I have spent a lot of time in corporate America. And I knew um, at some point, I wanted to do my own thing and kind of be my boss and being an African-American woman, I, I knew that there are going to, there were going to be glass ceilings and they were um, in terms of reaching that C-suite at those fortune 500 fortune five companies. And mm -hmm. I also knew that in order to get to those C-suites, that wasn't the road that I wanted to take. And I wanted to blaze my own path. So I knew, I knew being my own boss was going to be in my future. And so planning that um, was an evolution to make that, make that switch, which I recently did, you know, it's been less than a year. Um, I've made the switch um, once I, I wanted to create a grit foundation. So that way, my business can grow and as well as we can kind of keep a food or uh, a roof over our head and food on the table. Um, but the big, the biggest reason is taking all the skills and the blood, sweat and tears that I learned in corporate America and, and some of the tactics that are, that makes brands like Coke and Home Depot and Ford successful. Um, those are not afforded to small businesses. They, they can't afford it. They, they may not have this, the, the, the access points or the skills to, to, um, to, to gain some of that rigor. And so I knew that I wanted to help um, small businesses um, grow and prosper and become bigger businesses um, by by creating and giving them the rigor, especially around marketing um, and and marketing um, tactics and digital marketing. Um, it's a new frontier for some folks. Um, it is an area where it is a skill. There's degrees and certifications that you can get for it, um, and okay. there are areas in marketing that change every day. And so as a business owner wearing so many hats, um, it's hard for them to keep up with it. So I'm trying to be that vanguard in the community to help them with that and provide them with um, marketing, digital marketing services and offerings so that they can grow their business and, and teach them how to, how to do it successfully and also help them identify those who really know the business and and unfortunately some of those who prey on small businesses i want to help them stay away from those type of folks as well so um it's been a journey and i'm i'm enjoying it even in these COVID times um of being a business owner yeah and it's got to be rewarding too to to have your own um and i just wanted to say you are doing an excellent job you helped us tremendously with our last webinar, the June 1st webinar, the State of Small Business Post-COVID-19. That was the first online event I have ever hosted. <laughs> and Melissa really helped us pull it off because I was looking at the numbers and registration, registrants and I'm like, Melissa, I don't know what is going on here. I've never had this much difficulty getting people to register for events. I'm like, I'm giving away stuff. So yeah, you really helped out in terms of your digital marketing. So I would say anybody that needs help with that, um, Melissa would be the pinpoint person. So I don't know how many of you actually saw, um, she did that, uh, the Netflix documentary with um, African-American business owners. Um, but the reason why I had asked the next question about uh, African-American women being the highest segment of new business owners is because um, one of the things that Francine touched on is that um, we're not valued enough in corporate America. 
And the second thing is um, they usually found some type of a need or we found a need or niche in the marketplace. So anyone who wants to jump in and speak on that, please do that. Um, Cause I'm, I'm assuming that that's one reason why Melissa started um, and Brandy because they found that there was a need that they found in the marketplace. I mean, frankly, that's one reason why I started as well. Oh yeah, for sure. So let me just, I'll just touch upon it because yeah, I saw the, I saw the um, Netflix documentary, which was very good. And it is, it's excellent. And yeah, and that comment is so true. And, and we're, and, and we're seeing it, right? The, 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 the wool is being let over the eyes. People are starting to see in terms of African-American, the struggles that we've had, the struggles that yeah. we have, um, and especially as black women, um, the, the journey that we have in corporate America is, is, is fraught with peril because we come in there with, with all the knowledge and the expertise and the intelligence. And then immediately we're looked upon sometimes as a threat. And then that threat becomes a way of, of taking care of that threat is devaluing us and devaluing what we, what we bring to the table. So, so for, for centuries as black women, we've had to do things. We had to make a way and find a way. And so right. it doesn't surprise me that we have the highest segment of business owners because we've always had to find a way. And I think sometimes I think you get to a point of no return where you're just fed up and it's like you get tired of the low evaluations. You get tired of other women who don't look like you getting promoted over you that you have to train um, because they just refuse to promote you. Um, you get tired of having the one token African-American woman who is promoted and they're not going to allow anybody else to get to that level. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of pent up frustration. You're like, I think the whole point of she did that is like, you know what? I can do this. I'm just as smart as these women are <laughs> or smarter. Um, and you get kind of get tired of being pigeonholed and humiliated. It just gets to a point where it's just ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. So um, next question. Most women start their business on a part-time basis. What are some of the pros and cons to starting part-time? Um, how about you, Francine? So it sounded like you started recording women or is doing your interviews part-time before you were laid off. Do you want to speak on that? So I also want to add to that too. Um, okay. Because I also do work a full-time job. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize it, that, Brandy. Yes. So I work full-time and I run all my businesses in addition to that. And it is hard. It's a and I'm also a full-time parent, a full-time single parent. Gotcha. So, so we do. So it's like a juggling act. Juggle is probably the loosest word you could possibly think of. <laughs> <laughs> we spend I mean, a lot of time. I don't have kids yet. We spend a lot of time doing compromises. Compromising is is the hardest part of life. Um, especially, so I have one of my children is on his way to college. So I got a freshman, okay. um, plus he just graduated. Then I have one of my, my, my oldest, my youngest son is on his way to first grade. So I got a lot of firsts. Um, our support system is a little different now because one of the children's grandmother passed away. So we've also been adjusting to that, but in, in understanding how to 
run businesses. And that's the reason why, like I said, even for the staffing company, while we focused on having it be only at a certain interval, every one of our businesses we've noticed on a consistency has its own timeline. So if you place them in their trends, you spend more time or you spend a better amount of your time working them in their peak seasons and then catching on or catching items as they come in the off-peak. So that's been the biggest thing to, to go back to understanding your niche is once you understand your actual need for the people, it's better for you to plan accordingly to know how to market, how to operate, you know, when you need abundance of staff, when you don't need an abundance of staff, like to, to not overstress yourself out because it is hard. Yeah, Brandy, I'm sure that your passion is that you want to work your business full time. And I actually still work full time as well. Brandy, tell us when you plan on making that leap so that you're not having to juggle so much. So the position I currently hold um, is working for the city of Detroit. So uh, I, and it has it was a dream to work for the city in the capacity that I do. Um, right. So I'm not necessarily looking to leave per se. And now um, I'm going to say COVID was a gift and a curse because okay. the mayor has now put us in a place where we have to work more remotely. Um, so it, it does allow a little bit more flexibility. Yes, I did take a pay cut to be able to work remotely, but the benefit, I'm sorry about that, y'all. The benefit of working remotely also allows me to shorten my day and also not be in the rigmarole of getting to and from the office, from downtown to the building, to the this and that. So my schedule is a little bit more clearer for me. Gotcha. So it, it, it has it has its benefits. My goal is to do um, at least 10 years. I've done five so far. Um, so I'm just asking the Lord to continue to hold me tight for another five years in the position that I have. Um, and, and prayerfully, the Lord will provide a way and keep me there so that I can do my 10 years and then I can move on to something else. But that was my commitment. Um, I've always kept that commitment. And most positions that I've had, I've always been there for three, five or 10 years. I, I'm not really a hopper. So because I feel like once you are in a business, you know, you need to provide as much commitment as possible. So, you know, having that consistency for them is much more beneficial as well okay thank you brandy well i appreciate the feedback are you delegating other women to cover you when you're not uh, like when you're at work do you have employees yeah, that are every you? every business has its own team um okay so like our cafe has a team the consulting company and the staffing company are all by me um because they all are very project-based um, and I, okay. do, I do have support people, but as far as the buildings and the entities, they all have their own individual teams. Some teams wrap over, you know, they support more than one entity, um, but the cafe is probably the most highest um, requested need because um, it has about 32 people who help facilitate and run it. Whereas the other buildings have about a staff of between five and 15. 
Okay. All right. Next question. Um, what is your specific niche in the marketplace? Like, Brandy, you've touched on yours quite a bit. Um, I wanted to hear that um, question answered by Melissa. I know you're working with small business and marketing, but if you even um, have a closer niche than that, let me know. And then I also want to hear from Francine too. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, my, my niche is really in the, in, in the area of digital marketing. Um, so I, I, I don't do print. That's always been my little, my little line to people. I, I'm not focused on print or radio or TV or anything like that, but really mm -hmm. looking at what's known in the marketing space is inbound marketing. So it's looking at, at, at content and marketing that really gets to the one, the one with the, the, the customer. Um, as well as advertising. So I started in e-commerce, um, worked um, with a lot of different websites, retail websites, um, with over like 5,000 SKUs to websites that have 10. Um, so e-commerce has sort of been my, my baby, my, my bread and butter. As a matter of fact, my son has a t-shirt e-commerce business that we run, um, that we've been running for a while um, with the sole purpose I use as my lab, as my, my outlet, so I could keep up with all the changes and all the things that happen in e-commerce. Um, so I think that's probably my, my biggest niche. And then, and then obviously knowing those platforms. So Facebook and Instagram, I have, I have ran over a million dollars of ads then through those platforms, um, as well as Google. Um, and so that's probably where I kind of niche down. Um, and then I've worked in a variety of different industries. So my, so I don't have an industry focus, but retail obviously is one boutique. Um, and I, I just worked in a bunch because I did consulting, management consulting for so long in my corporate career. So I bounced around to a variety of different industries. So not so industry specific, but definitely it's the specialty, you know, of true marketing and marketing strategy. Okay, thank you. Um, Francine, do you have a specific niche that you work with? I know you said that you want to work with um, small businesses. Do you have more of a specific niche in terms of how you monetize your business? Uh, I do services and alterations and then I sell my products as books and clothes. And um, mostly my books is about health and I've been doing um, advocacy with lupus i've been um, i have like speaking engagements concern um, surrounding health um stuff like that um, okay thanks um but since i have you on the phone francine houston and i have melissa on the phone um i asked melissa to critique your marketing francine and provide feedback so Melissa, do you want to share what you were able to find for Francine? Because this is one of the things that we do in Detroit Business Hub Group. So I just wanted to give potential listeners an opportunity to find out a little bit more about what we do um, with small business owners. And Melissa and Francine and Brandy are actually all Detroit Business Hub Group members. So Melissa, do you want to um, talk a little bit to Francine and give her some tips? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, Francine. Um, it's, it's nice to kind of hear your voice. I, um, I did have a chance to take a look at a couple of your, your websites. So your Francine Houston named website, as well as your um, FH Designs. Um, and 
Um, one, it's great that you actually have a web presence. You know, being out there is the first step um, for, for that. Um, I do think um, if we could focus on, I'll focus on the FH design. Um, as you just said to, to Nancy, you kind of walk through a little bit of the things that you do alterations, you have um, books on lupus, you have a number of things. And I think one thing in terms of um, what I know from a marketing marketer standpoint, when I want to know who you are, um, giving that 30 second elevator pitch of who you are, which you did, um, by being so multi-passionate um, and having a number of different things. Sometimes when you're spread like that, and I know, and Brandy, you know, you have a number of different things going on too. It's very hard. Sometimes you may have a hard time focusing that marketing message down to that one thing that matters the most for you on that given day. So like today, when I go to your websites, I know that you're turning some things back on, but if I could ask you, what is the one thing that's most important for you to do in your business today? And can you say that? Can you, can you um, talk to that um, for your business? Or are, do you think your spread's too thin? And Francine, you're, on, you're still on mute if you're trying to talk. Well, so for me, this is Brandy. So for me, um, I take every business in stride, and that's why I focus them to be during their trend season um, versus their, uh, when you call me, I'm just available. So the consulting company is usually always focused on when projects are being um, basically initiated, uh, it's based upon the client, what the client's actual industry is. And that's when I can take on a client. If I cannot uh, provide them the type of services I want to provide based upon their need or their inability to understand how their industry works, then I don't take on that client because that becomes more trouble than it's worth. Um, like I said, the staffing company is only during the peak season when companies are in the position of hiring and making changes which is always usually between October and January. So that's when, you know, I start pushing out the marketing and things of that nature. I do not hardcore market because my resume services are very expensive. I never, I haven't even done a resume under $50. Um, and I refuse to because they take a lot of work. I don't use templates. Everything is custom, custom created. So that's what makes me a little different. And that's why I don't push out like flyers and things of that nature because I feel like it's a, it's a disservice to who I am. Um, and then as far as my uh, venues or event spaces go, those are always focused upon, again, the trend. So like right now, even though we have had COVID, um, we're working with the trend of people trying to catch up on events, but mm -hmm. you know, really our trend is going to be um, between April all the way and through August. That's our biggest and busiest season. Um, that's when we make the most. But what I, what I did is I tried to create a space that doesn't look like everybody else's space. And it's, I focused on, I don't have a banquet hall or an event space. I have a social space. So I focus on trying to make or have people develop relationships from utilizing services that are a part of what we do, meeting other entrepreneurs, growing themselves, growing their businesses versus just offering a banquet facility and forcing people to take something 
that they really don't want. I find that to be a disservice to the customer. But if you can offer them a very clean palette where they can bring in their own things and you know build their own relationships, they can they will come back. Most of my clientele that I have for my event spaces are repeat people, people who've been to every one of our locations and they come back and they come back. And every time, and I take criticism very seriously. So I also listen to them. Again, another part of my niche, most people who get criticism don't, don't hear it and don't apply it. I call back. I ask for follow-up. I send them inboxes. I talk to them. I want to know what I did right and what I did wrong so that I can make sure that it doesn't happen again. And that's something else that's different from other people because I don't think that I'm perfect. And I want to make sure that I keep the same clientele from a membership standpoint versus just having someone come in and be a one-off. Because that one-off relationship can open doors to many other doors, uh, to many other people, if I listen to what they have to say the first time. Okay, Brandy, thank you. Um, Melissa, unfortunately, Francine had to step into a uh, uh, meeting for work, so we'll have to do another segment with her later. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I do appreciate you asking that question because I think it's a question that she definitely needs to answer for herself, and that will give her direction and guidance on you know, what to make a priority in her business. Um, I've talked to her about that as well. Um, she says she does have superwoman syndrome, which a lot of <laughs> African-American women do have and we're guilty of. Um, so that, that can be a help and a hindrance. It's good to be able to do uh, multitask and do things, uh, a lot of things at once. But sometimes when you're juggling um, too many balls, they all end up falling. <laughs> so we do have to, you know, I did talk to her about self-care because self-care with us is usually something that we lack in our community. So I, we're very good for um, being uh, helpers and caregivers to everyone else but ourselves. And we usually put ourselves last. So um, she wrote a book about self-care. So I will be, we'll be continuing to work with um, Francine on that. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna wrap up the segment. How can listeners contact you if they would like to utilize your services and anyone can jump in at any time. Brandy and Melissa, our two members are on the call. Brandy, you can go ahead and tell us how we can contact you. Um, so I'm um, easiest to find on social media. My inbox is always popping, which is something I love to have. Uh, so you can find me at my full name, Brandy C. Shelton, or you can feel free to give me a call at 248-795-5375. Again, that's 248-795-5375. But social media, because I follow, I follow all the ladies. So <laughs> I would, you know, social is always a great place and we can always stay connected and share each other's thoughts. Okay, wonderful. Melissa? Okay. Um, yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at Wise Digital Marketing um, or on Facebook as Wise Digital Marketing, uh, marketing spelled M-K-T-G. Uh, but I think the best way to find me is through wisedigitalmarketing.com. Um, just come to the website and then press the big get started button and um, we can go from there. Wonderful. Francine Houston is back with us. Uh, I'm Nancy O'Neill. I'm the director of the Detroit Business Hub. We had a lot going on today, so hopefully everyone was able to follow us. Um, we help small business owners get their businesses established who are um, zero to five years old. Um, we offer different services uh, to help disadvantaged business owners get up to speed. And I wanted to leave you off today with the movie What Men Want. Um, it stars Taraj Henson. 
And she basically started, it is a fiction story, but she started her own PR firm for athletes um, after she was really slighted from corporate America. So I think it's a good message. Um, that is another reason why a lot of us start our own businesses because we feel like we can cut the middleman out. We can leave corporate America. We can make the same income or more um, with our own businesses and we don't have to deal with all the politics. So thank you everyone for participating in the show today. Um, continue to follow us at nancyoneal.com. For this broadcast and other ones, you can always click on our button at nancyoneal.com. The podcast link is at the bottom of our homepage. And we look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Thank you. When I was in real estate, I actually signed up for a mentorship program. Um, there's a very charismatic salesperson who got me started with the mentorship program. I found out that my mentor was not even a former real estate agent or had experience in real estate um, and really didn't get a whole lot out of the experience. So my advice to new business owners is that to make your startup costs count. Uh, startup costs can be very expensive and this is a tangible investment that you can make into your business that's going to help your business grow. With Detroit Business Hub Group, you not only have one mentor, you actually have eight to nine business professionals who are going to help you in every aspect of starting a new business. You don't have to go through that same experience and you're also getting that value of working with eight to nine professionals at a fraction of the cost. Thank you for joining us today. Detroit Business Hub Group is committed to your success. Go to nancyoneal.com forward slash DBHG for business tips, blogs, videos, and virtual classes. Watch your investment pay off.